Hello everybody, uh, welcome to episode two of my 2021-2022 podcast, What's Digital Got To Do With It? So <clears throat> I'm really grateful and really happy to be joined today by Simon, who is an ESOL lecturer here with us at Hotwood Hall College. Hello, Simon. Hi, Helen. Nice to see you this afternoon. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very, very pleased to have you with us this afternoon. So <clears throat> we've got a focus of today's uh, podcast mm -hmm. episode, and it's around Simon's use of the platform Flipgrid mm -hmm. with her students and learners in the ESOL department. So, Saima, could you introduce Flipgrid to us? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, actually, <laughs> you introduced it to me last year, mm -hmm. and um, it was Flipgrid that inspired me to sort of build onto <clears throat> putting this together as a platform that I could use with my learners. And I'm actually doing it as part of the OTLA project that's in conjunction with the ETF and the DFE. Mm -hmm. So um, it's action research. And basically Flipgrid is a discussion tool for learners. Okay. Um, staff mm -hmm. can set up how much time they want for each recording, but it's centered around directed videos. You can put questions forward. You can put plenaries in place. You can upload class resources. And it's very similar to social media. So you record a response and you can use filters, emojis and stickers to make it fun and interesting. And you can also just have audio as well, which is great. And upload class resources or additional pictures and so on and personalize it, which I really like. So yeah, Flipgrid is pretty Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Just to just to add to that amazing introduction to Flipgrid, it is a free tool, so that's, right. that's always a good thing yeah. to use uh, to to be able to use, um, especially if you've got Microsoft Office. It's, exactly. it's just integrated into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like like Cyber said, can be used. We log in at our college mm -hmm. using our Microsoft accounts, uh, and that seamlessly links you in, and you, and then you can use it then with other staff and That's with right. learners. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to do anything separately. Yeah. You just sign in with your Microsoft Office uh, login, and you just immediately get straight set up, which is fantastic. I yeah. really like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's you know in that in that way, it's very simple and easy to mm -hmm. sort of you know get yourself sort of onto it in the first place, which, you know, takes away some of those barriers to perhaps using um, digital uh, technology with your learners. So could you tell me a bit more about Flipgrid yeah. and how you have used it with your learners? So like I said, it is a video discussion tool. And one of the things that I really like about this is that it's very learner-centered focused. So it amplifies student voices and it empowers the learners regardless if they're my young learners that are 16 to 18 or they're my adult learners and my adult learners are a variety of ages I've got people that are granddads that they're coming in and yeah, learning so yeah, as well yeah and it's getting those people all engaging and sharing um their opinions and like just sharing what they think and what they feel about a range of different topics yeah. with the power of video and it's all done by using their mobile phones they don't even have to have a specific type of device they don't nope. need to have a laptop or, or an ipad or, or um an android device or something like that they can just use their mobile as long as it's a smart mobile yeah they can use it and they can mm. log in using their own institutional um logins and they can just record videos and join in and be part of group discussions yeah 
So would you say it's been like really great for sort of engagement with the learners? For me, what I found was, because I had a couple of different groups with different age ranges, so I wanted to trial it out and see how it went first of all. So I set it up where I had my individual groups, which had like 10 to 20 students in them, and then I put in topics. And the first one was the introduction. So everybody mm -hmm. had to do an introduction. There wasn't really much of a choice because I wanted them to take that first step. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was interesting to see how people responded. Some people got into it straight away. Mm -hmm. Some people were a little bit, oh, Simon, I'm not sure. And mm -hmm. some people were just like, I, I don't want to do this yet. So mm -hmm. there were there was a range of responses. Um, and what happened was when the first lot of people started doing it mm -hmm. and we went and had a look at them and they could view them, then they felt a little bit more emboldened and they felt a bit more confident so they went yeah. ahead and did it so having different mm -hmm. topics it's allowed me to um get them to do something really informal mm -hmm. something structured something formal so yeah. it's been really good in that respect because i've got everybody to engage in some way yeah. or another uh, and they've all been able to do it in their own way and in their own time yeah some people have just recorded audios other people the majority of them yeah have recorded videos yeah. used filters uh, made really sort of yeah. cool funny looking videos as well which has been really good yeah <clears throat> so it's it's given them different options you've inspired that mm -hmm. confidence so it's mm -hmm. obviously yeah the teach not it's not just the tool working by itself it's absolutely the tool and the teacher working together with absolutely. the learners and then it's that opportunity to develop those digital mm -hmm. skills mm -hmm. by doing stuff in the classroom yeah. like this that your skills that can be transferred to other things yeah. in the college and in the employment and in the life so yeah you know that you know a lot of it's a lot of it you know it's a great reason uh, sort of to do it like i said you inspiring that confidence even if like you said it's something that just like a few months ago it was something that was new to you it as was, well. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's sort of like taking them steps and developing your practice, mm -hmm. having that impact on your mm -hmm, learners mm -hmm. and adding variety yeah. to, to, to what you do and, and how you how you know how you run your classroom. Absolutely. I mean I for <laughs> me it's really supported what I do because one of the things for me is getting my learners to use their language appropriately Indeed. and accurately and out of class. In class we can monitor it and we can manage it as teachers, but out of class, especially when they're language learning, mm -hmm. it's a matter of when are they going to do it? How are they going yeah. to do it? Are they putting themselves in situations where they're using it? And this is one way where I can strongly encourage them to, and it gives them an outlet to mm. do it safely, to do it comfortably yeah. in their own space and in their own time. And um, because the project that I'm doing focused on uh, essential digital skills and it yeah. focused on ESOL, it was such a good combination. And yeah. Flipgrid just fit everything for me because they can do it on their own devices. It supports everything that I mm. want to do with them. It develops their skills as yeah. well. And it, the, you know, the biggest thing is it's developing their confidence and their language skills. Mm -hmm. And that those things are transferable in so many different avenues for them yeah. in their future as well. So Indeed. it's definitely something that's been really positive for me in my classroom. Yeah. So, so just thinking about sort of a question I was going to ask you about. Uh, why do you think it's a good tool to use with your learners? Mm -hmm. I feel like you probably just kind of answered that. I can, I mean, I can really. add in some more points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one, some of the things that I think are really important is that, yeah, they can record videos and they can record audios and different topics. And like, I, I sort of start off with guiding the topics, but we're going to move on to them sort of being able to pull topics that they want to together and develop it and sort of make them more personalized where they can do that. Um, but one of the things is, I think that's really important, is the time management. Mm -hmm. They're actually learning a lot of other skills alongside it and they're integrating into using Flipgrid. So 
they can go home and they can do a recap of what they've learned in the class at the end of the set, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. They can come back a week later and they can do a review for me and tell me, re remind me the key points of a topic that I've covered with them. Yeah. And it's those, there are things that we're developing now that we, I've done in discussion with them that's going to be coming up in the next mm -hmm. couple of months. Um, but they can complete speaking and listening tasks independently. I don't have to, my time and their time is managed much better um by them doing their work in their time and i can check it in my time yeah. when i've got those 10 15 minutes free because i can just listen to them on my phone yeah. and that it's done rather than me having to make the time organize a space and then for us to sit yeah. and do all of that together so it really does help me in terms of time yeah. um but i can give them tasks to do and then they have a deadline and they can get them done whenever they've got that time as yeah. well. Um, but it develops their confidence, which is yeah. such a big thing for me, yeah. that they develop that confidence because if they're speaking in English as second language learners, then I know for a fact that they're going to use that English regularly. And yeah. that's what they need to be doing. Yeah. Um, it's their comprehension as well. Yeah. And then the other thing is their reflective practice is something that as you improve go up to levels in terms of language learning, reflective practice is so important so i've got yeah. them all after the first one how did you feel what did you think do you think you'd do something differently would you recommend someone else tell them how they should do it next time what you know like i, I asked them a couple of questions to get them thinking about yeah. it the second one that they did was um very much opinion based on their own so they were talking about uh they were telling me about their thoughts on the covid vaccine yeah and yeah. it was very much informal they could structure it how they wanted to and give me their information so it's great because it was all around based on their own personal opinion so it wasn't me telling them you've got to do it like this and like this so it gave them freedom to sort of use their language to put across their point of view which was great and then the yeah. last one that they've done is a very very structured timed presentation mm -hmm. and all they're doing is presenting it and i said think about it you just sit in there and you're either telling a friend and you're giving all this information and they had to practice it and the thing is that with all of these flip kids mm -hmm. they can record them they can review them and if they don't like it, they can record it again. Yeah. So they've got multiple practices. They can try. They can try it. So it sort of takes away that fear of being on camera. Because yeah. I mean, I empathise with them. I hate being on camera. Yeah. I absolutely hate <laughs> it. I don't like being recorded. But I explained that. To, I shared my fears as yeah. well. I shared my concerns, which sort of helped them to feel a little bit more like, all right, well, Simon's yeah, a, a bit. Mm, all right, yeah. but I'll do it. We'll do it as well, which was great. Yeah. Um. But I think that was really good as well that they could edit and they could re-record and then they could upload when they look comfortable yeah. and i think all of those things really make it a powerful tool because it helps those learners and it supports them and it helps the teacher and it supports them as well indeed i think just what you've said the all the different <clears throat> skills that are being developed you know not just focusing oh it's a digital skill yeah. that are being developed yeah. Time management, comprehension, reflection, mm -hmm. all the things that you've mentioned. I think that you maybe agree as an experienced practitioner. Do you think that you've obviously used this tool with uh, different ESOL learners? Mm -hmm. Do you think it could be applied to other areas in this college uh, in different age ranges? Oh, I, I definitely think so. I mean, like, I my focus was mainly on the adult learners. I've got some young learners, but mm -hmm. it was mainly adults that I was working with. I mean, the fact that it's so much like social media, you yeah. can do it on your mobile phone. I mean, the majority of FE colleges are young learners, they're 16 to 18 yeah. year olds. This would be the most engaging way, yeah. I think, for them to get in. You know, like if they're sort of 
you could give them something a pre-class activity so they could have done yeah. something beforehand the teachers can see how well prepared they are it'll help them with their lessons you can do plenaries with mm -hmm. them you know 16 to 18 year olds the attention spans are like this so yeah you know getting them to say all right you know what you remember it in class let me see what you remember tomorrow i want you to record a flip grid and yeah. tell me five points that yeah. you've remembered so doing things like yeah. that why not it'd be easy mm -hmm. for them to yeah. get engaged and like use this across the board with, yeah. with different topics different i mean you know like you've got people using so many different tech but this is something I just think is so easy yeah. to have. You can download the app on your phone and it's there. You open yeah. it up and you just get onto your group and you can yeah. join it and get on yeah, with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to add to that, obviously, like Simon's been explaining, you can obviously have an app on your phone. You can use it within a browser yeah you know on on different devices but no one has to have anything special that's it's right yeah. generally speaking yeah. it's just what they've got so you know that just you know take again taking away barriers to using mm. anything like this and and just to sort of sum up about what you said about using things using it across the board it is absolutely something that can be adapted and applied in many different areas yeah. many different topics i think i think so the topics ways, coming yeah. up it's because it's the language in in flipgrid about having groups and topics yeah. within groups and obviously if you've used it or you start using it you'll you'll you will see that um so that's that's just amazing what just an amazing accolade for the for the tool but for you yourself as a practitioner yeah. to really sort of invest some time into it but really reap those benefits for yourself and have that impact I think on it, your I learners. think it just really really supports what I want to do and I mean I am looking at how I'll be able to use it for something beyond just focus solely on speaking and listening yeah I want to look at that but up to what I've done now, I think it's something yeah. that's really, really supported what I'm doing, and it's really, yeah. really helped those learners develop what yeah. they, what I want them to develop in a really holistic way. They're yeah. taking what they're doing in class before and after, and it's being pulled together. And I've got something to show yeah. for it, yeah. which is really important. Yeah. But I think it's important for you as a practitioner mm -hmm. as well to sort of take hold of a, of a platform or a mm -hmm. strategy you want to use and sort of see that through. Absolutely. And not sort of, again, you don't have to be using loads of different things at the no. same time it's really nice to sort of focus on on, mm -hmm. on the one thing mm -hmm. i know you've got other things you're focusing yeah. on of course <laughs> but focusing on like you know these are on like mini projects mm -hmm. you've got running alongside mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. else so um i mean I, th I think we've spoke about loads of things that have worked like really well mm -hmm. is there anything else that, is, is there anything you like to tell us about it that maybe hasn't worked so well or anything you've seen on the platform that you might change or anything that you might would like to see added to it anything like that well it's tech isn't it so obviously we had to have a techie <laughs> problem didn't we of course um so i mean like it's relative it is relatively easy you sign up as an educator so you use your microsoft login and you're on and then obviously i mean it's good to do a little quick tutorial to see yeah. how do i set up groups then how do i add topics I mean, that's fairly straightforward. When I set up the groups, um, there were two ways I could add my learners. I could either send them an invitation and they could uh, scan it through the QR code or add it in once they'd logged in. Yeah. Or I could, you know, like just put in the domain email addresses in the domains and then they could be added like that. Yeah. Um, so one of the problems I had was that the domain, for some reason, didn't want to be accepted. And so they were trying to log in. And for some reason, there was a little bit of a system error in there right. somewhere and it was a really minor thing and it was something that like you know we just went back to the group 
we had a look at it together and we just might just put in we just copied and pasted the students emails addresses in in full rather than just doing the domain yeah. and it worked fine yeah. so it was a really small thing and i and i did i was like oh my god you know what's <laughs> happened but we might we, we sort yeah. of resolved it really quickly and really easily and i think that's the, real, the advantage of having digital and blended learning coaches and people that are sort of a little bit more well versed in this than, <laughs> than just the educators themselves that can like you know sort of support you with that so that was really really helpful yeah. to do that um and obviously what you call it you know like some learners were a bit hesitant to use it they're a bit like oh don't, don't want to do this yeah um but that's that's a normal thing you're not gonna have i mean we've got staff that don't want to go into don't want to use digital tech you're gonna have learners that don't want to use tech mm -hmm. they want to do things the way they've always done them or the way they like it the way they're comfortable yeah. with it so it's a matter of i mean i don't want to push anything on anybody i mm -hmm. think that you know regardless of how you know advanced we're getting with tech if people are not comfortable we've got to be able to give them the option of trying it and if they you know like if they don't want to we can't make them mm -hmm. but i think that this is something that I've, I've like i said i've got mature students who've got onto it and they found it easy to use and they've uploaded it which is credit to them at the indeed. end of the day yeah indeed i mean what you've just sort of said there around you know stumbling into problems here mm -hmm. and there which you know can happen and sort of reluctance of staff and learners to use it i think that again is about you about you it is about confidence yeah. and it's about inspiring that confidence and also it's a, it's a bit of resilience that you you know and problem solving that you hit something yeah. you think you know <laughs> you've got to find you, you think you want you want this to work it you don't want to be too, too arduous but you do want to it sort is of, so you know, easy isn't yeah, it to just give up and say oh whatever. i don't want to do this yeah. now but you can have problems with anything technology based absolutely. on not, absolutely um, and I think the other thing that I like to say is one of my little nice little phrases about, you know, with with, with staff and with, with learners and everyone, what, when you're introducing new things and new ways of working, mm -hmm. it's about changing hearts and minds. Yeah, so definitely. it's like, you know, something that they, someone, it might, you're going to change the way someone does something or the, the way their workflows yeah. work. Yeah. So yeah. it is hearts yeah, and minds. Definitely. So it's educating the mind definitely. of, you know, physically how to do something, but also changing yeah. the heart of, yeah. of what people want to do. No, I completely you know. agree. I mean, like Flipgrid for me, for my confident learners, they yeah. were on there, they recorded yeah. it same day. And then it was for my really reluctant learners, for my ones that were really shy, that were mm. even in class were very, very quiet. It was an amazing breakthrough too yeah. for them because yeah. they could control what they were saying, they could control when yeah. they did it, how they did it, how they looked. They were they were very much in yeah. control. And because they had that control, they felt not confident yeah. i can do this i can speak yeah. i can try it and i said to them i go look you know if you don't want anyone else to look at it i'll look at it first and i'll check it out and then you know you can like then post it on yeah. so that gave them yeah. so there was a couple of things there yeah. but like you said definitely even the most reluctant person yeah. give it a shot at least yeah. and see before yeah. you say no not no not doing that yeah. at all and again what you've just said about like some of them learners you've just described for example those hardest to reach mm -hmm. learners it, mm -hmm. it's like the biggest win absolutely if like, you oh know, yeah definitely you know it's, it's just just you know it's just so good to hear sort of you know, the experiences of people the breakthroughs that you're making and it sounds like all dramatic <laughs> the breakthroughs but it is though it's those it little is, things i think for me it is a breakthrough i mean and i will say it's a breakthrough because if i've got learners regardless of their level and they're really quiet, but I know they can do it. I know they've got the capability because they've demonstrated it in the reading and writing or yeah. in one-to-ones. 
then I want them to feel that confidence that I know they've got yeah. in them. And yeah. this gives me the opportunity to get them to see themselves, like to watch their own yeah. recording and, you know, to empathize. Because I said to them, go, look, I go, I don't like looking at my nose and my teeth, some of this, some of that. <laughs> and they laugh and then they think, yeah, well, okay, if my teacher can get that. paranoid yeah. and feels uncomfortable but is doing it for us yeah. we can do it as well yeah. so it's that reciprocation yeah. then as well okay right you know we've shared our fears now we've shared our concerns let's see what we can do now forget all that let's do some learning let's show what we've learned so that in itself yeah. can be an inspiration as well to push them to do what they need Indeed. to do fabulous uh just sort of a you know take the discussion on a, a slightly different turn around um and I think we've kind of already touched upon this maybe, mm -hmm. but thinking about, um, you know, quality improvement across the college and for different departments mm -hmm. and just thinking about these different tools and them being used in different ways. But, yeah. you know, being led by that pedagogy, not being led by the tool, thinking about them pedagogies, thinking about workflows and what we want mm -hmm. to achieve mm -hmm. with our learners. I think we've talked about how this tool can be used in a in a lesson plenary yeah. have you specifically used it for that or do you feel like a tool like this can be used for that purpose i think definitely it can be used for that purpose i what you call it will be using it for lesson plenaries because i wanted initially to get my learners comfortable and confident on it i think i've achieved that now and i'm going to be using it much in in a variety of different ways now yeah um so definitely for plenaries i'm going to get them to do one minute summaries of what they've learned yeah or i'm going to and i'm going to sort of like i'll i'll Vary it. I'll do summaries with some people. I'll get them, or I might say, give me five keywords from the vocabulary that you picked up that were new, that were interesting, yeah. that you're going to use, that you know, like you want to put in together. Um, do it as vocabulary reviews. I mean, like it obviously depends on your topic, doesn't yeah. it? What you're teaching and what you're doing. Mine is going to be very much based on the grammar, the language, and so on. Mm -hmm. um, or you know, using structured sentences, putting embedding the language that I want yeah. to. Can they do that? Can they show me that in like? 30 seconds, yeah. 40 seconds. I don't want long ones. So cleanies, I want them short and sharp. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like what you call it, if I wanted to do something more assessment based, yeah. then that would be different. That would be very structured. And I was thinking about that because, you know, we have students and it would be great to be able to show them a flip grid of when they started yeah. and then a flip grid of what they, what they yeah. like at the end. I think yeah. that, you know, like we yeah. have writing books and this, yeah. and you know, my students see what they started off with and what yeah. they've ended and it's brilliant to hear them talking about the improvement they've yeah. made themselves that they can see yeah so i want them to be able to see that so um you know like in terms of a set formative assessment and summative assessment i think that is such a useful thing to you know like i, I would use it to identify language level record it talk to me give me a yeah. pen portrait of yourself so they could talk and tell me about that they could demonstrate prior knowledge on a topic or a subject so if they're doing health and social care it might be that the topic will be tell me about you know this core uh, subject that you need to know about what do mm -hmm. they know can they give us the main points can they mm -hmm. summarize everything that's essential for that's needed mm -hmm. to know um can they give us tell us about their aspirations for the future there's so many things and there's yeah. so many ways it's obviously going to be a matter of up to the educator what what they put yeah. on as valuable yeah. for formative or summative assessment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that you could, I think there's so much scope for that for it to be adapted for what you want. Yeah, and how it can be used. It's just a matter of trying it. And giving Indeed, it a it's just yeah. a matter of trying it. Yeah. Just to go back to one point you made yeah. then, for what what you just said about um, 
you know, doing a flip grid of a learner at the start mm-hmm. um, and then doing a flip grid of a learner at sort of the end of the year. What a wonderful way yeah. to bookmark progress. Yeah. So yeah. It's quite sentimental, that actually, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. It's really quite I think, wonderful. <laughs> I think that one of the things that learners probably don't think about as much is what they have done. Yeah. What they have done like the progress that yeah. they've made and i know that colleges always sort of say you know yeah like you know like talking about their j- learning journey and yeah. looking at uh what you call it or like you said you know there's so many workflows and so yeah. many things that they do yeah but, like word, individual word absolutely plans. absolutely yeah, yeah. but it's like for me this is a very real and relatable way of looking at how you've progressed because everybody yeah. will watch video that's yeah from a year ago yeah from you know like you know like yeah. you'll watch something funny you'll watch something interesting again yeah. you know like when you're on insta you'll yeah. re-watch something yeah. you'll bookmark yeah. it so if you've got a flip grid of how you started and then you'd have got a flip grid of how you're finishing yeah how amazing is it because then you're gonna see what you've achieved yeah. that's that's real yeah that's the real journey there yeah, isn't it, it at really the end is. of the day it, what, what an yeah. absolutely lovely way to use yeah. that tool that, that's just lovely um so what just what a, what a rich discussion Sarah. <laughs> i knew it would be absolutely amazing so i mean is there anything else you sort of want to add uh or, or have you got any sort of summary or any like finishing remarks about using flipgrid <laughs> about what you've done with your learners or, or just anything else i think for me definitely i mean people always say this to me in the staff room Simon, you know, you're really good at this. You're really good on the computers. It's easy for you. And yeah, okay, if you mm. like tech or you, you know, like you're good on the computers yeah, you, and your yeah, digital skills a, are yeah. good. Yeah, okay, it will be easy. But I have to say this, this tech I don't like and I don't want to touch and no. I don't want to use. So but that's a separate conversation completely. But I think that when it comes to Flipgrid, because of the nature of what it is, mm-hmm. because of what it could do, what I've seen it can do, mm-hmm. I think everybody should give it one try. At yes, least. I think everybody should give it one genuine solid try yeah. and do it and use it with their students. And I don't think you should let your fears of tech or recording put you off. Yeah, because if that was the case with me, then I wouldn't have done it at all, <laughs> and I would have left it. And it's such a fantastic tool. Yeah. Um. And I find I think like you'll find that whatever you're using it for, it allows you to engage with your learners on a completely different level than you know like we've got lots of remote learning people are doing classes online they're doing meetings online but this is a different way of embedding something that can be used for remote learning as well yeah but you're using it in for face-to-face teaching as well so i teach face-to-face but i'm using this as something that's being done remotely by learners so it's fantastic why not so don't think or tech has to be only used in this way it yeah. can be used in the ways that, as long as it works for you, use it. Yeah, exactly. So just try it. I think everybody should just give it a try, definitely. Give it a try. There you go. Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah. So, Simon, I'm going to sign off now. <laughs> thank thank you. you so much for joining me. Thank and you thank for you. inviting me. Yeah, thank you for your wonderful, rich discussion. I'm sure it's going to be celebrated by educators across the Ooh, world. Yes. Thank you. Thank All you. All right, then. See you later. Bye. Bye. So there you have it, that's Saima and her wonderful thoughts around her learners and the use of Flipgrid. Stay tuned for the next episode.